It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, my friends. Happy Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Week's flying by, isn't it? And welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast with me. Yes, he, Andy Goldstein. I mean, there's a big clue in the title there, isn't it? Welcome to Andy Goldstein. Anyway, it's a big old packed out podcast show today, so let's move straight along with it. And we begin with The Breakfast Show and the wonderful Laura Woods alongside Freddie Flintoff. After it was revealed that Mesut Ozil rejected Arsenal's 12.5% pay cut, former Spurs and England striker Darren Bent told us that the way the German is being treated is disgusting. And you know what, Bente? I agree. First and foremost, obviously, there's a snake in the dressing room. But also, as well, I think it's quite disgusting, the abuse that he's getting. Because I think he's not come out and said, no, I'm not doing it. And he's, not, he's, he just, he's given a little bit of context as well to why he's not doing it. Or not even not why he's doing it. He just wants a bit of time. He wants to know where the money's going. You talk about 12.5%. But then people kind of gloss over the, all the good that he does do. Like, you talk about every month, apparently, that 12.5% comes out of his wages anyway to, to variable charities. So, but people don't want to talk about that because, obviously, he's a hated figure. And also, as well, there's supposed to be three of them that have said no, but yet he's the one who's being named. Now, it's because, obviously, we know it's the wages because he's on 350 grand a week. But I don't care how much money you're on. I still think when you're, you've done as good, some of the good stuff that he has done and you look at the list of the things that he has done, I think he deserves a little bit of time. And as I said, he's not said no. I'm not gonna. Um, I'm not doing it. Like, I'm, I'm definitely not gonna. He said, "Well, just give me a little bit more time to see where it's gonna go, um, where the 12 and a half percent's doing it, why you're doing it, and then we can have another discussion." But to come out and hammer him and say he's not doing it, he's a disgrace. I think it's poor. Over now to Clinton Morrison on the mid-morning show. It's called that because. Uh... No, it doesn't say. Anyway, he was saying that Marcus Rashford has overcome a lot and can be a leading striker for the top two in Spain. By the way, there was no Jim White today. He's got it into contract that when uh, the sun's out, he has to be allowed to stay at home and sunbathe. So it was Natalie Sawyer and Gary O'Neill in the hot seats. I think he's just going to go from strength to strength to strength. And mark my words, I think a club like Barcelona, Real Madrid will come knocking because I think he's an exceptional talent. But And he's mentally strong. For such a young a person who's at such a young age, he's played a lot of football, he is mentally strong and he's a terrific player. But you need things like this in your career that you can bounce back from. And he, as he said, he's come out and said Jose Mourinho has obviously come out and that has kind of helped him because you want situations like that to ha- happen in your career where you become mentally strong. But for me, I think Rashford's one of the best footballers around at the moment. Back now to breakfast and back now to Benty, saying that Newcastle United should stick with Steve Bruce and not go 
for Pochettino. Of course, that's uh, Darren Bent's former manager when he was at Sunderland. But, uh, you know, no favouritism there. Rather than go for someone that nearly won the league title for Spurs and nearly won the Champions League for Tottenham, who am I to disagree with Brucey? I think Steve Bruce should be given time because, as I said, he's, he's done a fantastic job. People writ him off at the start of the season, didn't want him to get the job. He's managed to make Newcastle, sustain him in the Premier League, obviously comfortable mm. at the minute. So I think you have to give him that time. I think he's earned that right and that respect to go, right, give me, obviously, the money, a large uh, portion of money, and let me see where I can take this football club. There was Steve Bruce. Would you believe it? He once picked up Freddie's restaurant bill. And if that wasn't enough, he also told Jamie Oliver to stop swearing. I mean, f***ing hell. Of all the people. I was in Dubai on holiday and I was in the Buddha bar. It was a restaurant which is far too flash for me. I don't know why Steve Bruce was in there, to be honest, in his tracksuit. Um, his tracksuit? I'd, 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 I'd maxed my card out because I took my mate and his missus on holiday as well and I paid all the bills and I knew, and my mate said, I'll pay for it and I knew that he couldn't, he didn't have enough money on him. So my card had bounced and I scouted around the restaurant. Steve Bruce was in there. I had a quick chat with Steve, bailed me out, paid me bill, and I took him out the following night for dinner. Lovely man. And then where did you take him out the following night? Mackie well, D's. It's a bit, of, it's a bit <laughs> embarrassing, really. I took him on a freebie. There was this big launch of um, Jamie Oliver's restaurant chain going out there, so there was a bit of a party. So we sat around having the canapes and a nice glass of something on free. And um, Jamie Oliver came over to chat to people, and he started chatting... Lovely fella, but he swore. He swore in front of Steve Bruce. So Steve's turned around and said, I hear you, you may not swear in front of that women. Right? That was his... <laughs> Who that was, was his that accent. supposed to be? <laughs> <laughs> that was Steve Bruce. That, I tell you what, if you close your eyes, he's like he sat next to you. Do it one more right? time. You may not swear in front of that women, please. Yeah, that was right. all right, that one. So Jamie Oliver swore again, and he turned around and said, I told you once, now can you go? I'm thinking, <laughs> it's his function. It's his function he sent him off. Steve Bruce, a disciplinarian as well, Darren. But he was looking around as if his, Steve was joking, but he wasn't joking, Steve. <laughs> Don't swear in front of women. Now, good news for Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs, and that news being that their equipment worked very well yesterday. Well, I say very well, I mean, it wasn't the best. I think one stage Andy had to do about half an hour of the show on his phone but uh, you know every cloud and all that anyway here's Paul and Andy doing what they do best mad story this is football ref Bobby Madley mm. called Sir Alex Ferguson love when they first met have you seen this called him uh, love then Love, the then rookie official, was preparing for his inaugural match at Old Trafford when he was preoccupied with how to address the Manchester United manager. He, Bobby said, I had to go to the dressing room to check the studs and jewellery. Okay. I walked up to the Manchester United dressing room and I expected someone, the guy with the water bottles, to answer. The manager answered, I didn't know what to say. I've never been starstruck before. What I should have said was, hello, Alex. But I went, hey up, love. This <laughs> was a up love. I'm not surprised, really. <laughs> so there you go. It's an odd thing to say to the bloke with the drinks bottles, though, as well, isn't it? I mean, that's not the, that's not normally I the know. way in, is it? I mean, I don't know. It could be me. I I, I wouldn't normally address. Yeah, he was, if I saw he, he somebody, been somebody confronting me with a bunch of drinks bottles, I wouldn't go a up love. But uh, <laughs> if you've had the wrong choice of words yeah, in the wrong that. company, and you want to give yeah. us a Bobby Madley situation, as yeah. Glenn would call it, uh, it's time to play the great tabloid game hotter than and. Oh, yeah. Uh, of course, uh, because it is, the weather's lovely. Lockdown, Brits had to stay in while temperatures hit 70 uh, Fahrenheit. It was hotter than Ibiza. And, and the start did even better. Wales is hotter than Spain, apparently. 
Really? We no, I'm Wales all agree. Is that the song? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it is, yeah. Now, with the Saudi-based takeover of Newcastle United supposedly getting closer, SNP MP John Nicholson asked the culture secretary about it and whether human rights abuses mean the Saudi crown prince should fail the fit and proper person's test. Well, as, as you know, the fit and proper person's test is uh, undertaken by the Football League. And so I don't want to prejudge the process that they will be uh, undertaking. I would also take a slight issue with the characterization of him personally. Uh, really? Purchasing what, it. What, what, what part of it would you disagree with? Uh, well, first of all, it's, it's, um, it's a company backed by the Sovereign Wealth Fund. So it's not him personally uh, buying it. Uh, we... we uh, have uh, good foreign relations with uh, Saudi Arabia, but also we have never been shy of raising all of those human rights abuses that you've talked about, and we will continue to do so. But I think it's you, a- sorry you, there. You you said you would you would uh, dispute my characterization of him personally. Those were your words. What well, what part of my characterization of him as a person would you disagree with, given the role that he plays in Saudi Arabia? its human rights records, and the murder of Jamal Khashoggi, which if he did not personally order, he certainly knew about. But forgive me, I was, I think there's been a, a <clears throat> express myself clearly. I wasn't talking about, I wasn't seeking to comment on the, the foreign policy element of what you're saying, his conduct. I was talking about the, the vehicle for purchasing that. I don't, I didn't believe that it was him personally purchasing the club. Well, I mean, as you know, the Saudi royal family is is the Saudi state and and vice versa. But but let's leave that. I mean, Saudi Arabia is clearly using sport to distract from its human rights record, hosting the Dakar rally, boxing matches, bidding for a Formula One Grand Prix, and now attempting to buy a football club with more than a century's history. Uh, it just seems to be the latest facet of that campaign. Now, I'm very anxious that this doesn't slip through the net because the country is focusing on COVID-19. So can I ask you, can you and will you intervene on this? Well, this this is a a matter for uh, the football league to carry out the fit and proper person's test. And I don't intend to vary the approach that we would take, which is that that is for the, the football league to to carry out that assessment, and I'm sure they will do in respect. Of so if they, if, they, if they pass him as a fit and proper person, despite the clear evidence that he is not, there is nothing that you are able to do to intervene, and the club will pass into his gruesome hands. Well, uh, the, the normal process is for that test to be undertaken. That test hasn't been undertaken, so we're, we're, we're dealing with a hypothetical situation. Well, it is. Life is full of hypothetical Secretary of State. Uh, let's fast forward beyond the hypothetical, uh, wh- when and if uh, the Football uh, Association regards him as a fit and proper person, if it does. In that eventuality, would you be able to intervene and would you consider doing so? No, I think it's a matter for, for them to carry out. That. Only them? I think it's a matter for them, yeah. And you have no role? Uh, I'm, I'm content that they should carry out that test. Over now to Drive, and this is Alex Stewart, or Stewie, 
the former England cricket captain, looking back at his famous back-to-back century. So he's looking back at the back-to-back centuries, is he? Right. In Barbados, back, another back, in 1994 against the mighty West Indies. So just to recap, this is uh, Alex Stewart looking back at his back-to-back centuries back in 1994. I mean, who would have backed him to do that? we have just been bowled out for 46 in Trinidad. The game we should have won. So you get rolled for 46. I mean, Ambrose bowled one of the best spells of his career. And then you turn up, you're 3-0 down, going to a ground where I think West Indies hadn't lost in Barbados since 1930-something, 35, I think, from memory. And you go out to bat, and Mike Lappin and myself open a batting. And as we walk down those six or seven steps from the dressing room onto the field to play, the ground erupted. Um, and it was, it was very much... 50-50 or 60-40 even in, in favour of England fans because it's a brilliant island anyway to go for oh. holiday. And then obviously all the fans had booked before they knew we, uh, we were 3-0 down. And, but what was amazing in that, we actually put on 171 um, for the opening partnership um, in the first inning. But when we got, um, Atter's got a ball and he clipped it off his toes, went for two and the ground erupted, or half the ground erupted. And I think we haven't put on 50. And all we'd done, we'd gone past 46. And the crowd in their own black team. <laughs> it was as though we just won the game, but all we've done, we've got the 47. So uh, it, was, it was one of those much surreal moments. Just want to read you a little section uh, from uh, Curtly Ambrose's book, and it's about the the Barbados uh, test where you scored those centuries. This is, this is what he says in his book. This was Stewart's game, and I always respected him for being a fighter. I realised it was going to take some work to get him out in Barbados, so I tried to play on his patience because he got fed up if the boundary balls dried up. Started to bowl just wide of off stump and dry up the runs, but he played very well, stuck around. It was a courageous and deserved win for England. I was impressed with the character they showed. There's some amazing words from mm-hmm. Curtly Ambrose there. Yeah, well, listen, he, he's right up there with the best bowlers um, I played against. You know, I've, I've said Marshall, Malcolm Marshall and, and Wazzy Macram are the two very, very best. And then Ambrose is, is in that next line. But, I mean, first up, he's a great person. You know, very nice words and really appreciate you reading that out. But he, he's a great bloke. He's not such a good bloke with 22 yards away with a cricket ball. <laughs> um, but off it, he, you know, people say he's a man of few words or he's moody. I promise you, he's anything but Goffey will tell you that. Oh. You know, away from the actual cricket field in the dressing rooms, and if you see him socially, he's always wanting a laugh and he's giggling and, he, and he, he's larger than life despite being six foot plenty. Um, but no, lovely words, but... Oh, such massive respect for him because he's a wonderful bowler but a great bloke. You're listening to TalkSport Daily. Now, Harrogate Town manager Simon Weaver, or Weavesy to his mates, spoke to TalkSport 2 after the National League announced that their three leagues, Premier, North and South, are to be cancelled. Harrogate are second in the National League, but promotion and relegation haven't yet been decided It's a massive prize, whoever uh, is lucky enough to go up. Um, and therefore, uh, I think there has to be an outcome, you know, just to be null and void. Call it null and void after all that commitment from everyone. They're all hard-earned wins at, at this level. And, um, you know, I think enough football has been played to, to make a judgment in terms of, uh, you know, at least it, it looks like there will be an outcome and end result for all that hard work for, for some teams and like I said, we, we'd be prepared to play in the playoffs, and um, but only uh, when it's healthy to do so. And 
and at that point and um yeah you're, you're back in the mix aren't you but i fully trust our players we know that they've kept fit and, and well and they'd, they'd uh, relish an opportunity to uh like i say achieve and finish what we started now the musician james arthur or jimmy to his friends james jimmy was asked who he would like to play in a fifa tournament here's his answer on breakfast with the wonderful laura woods Incidentally, as a video on YouTube that's had over 1.1 billion views. 1.1 billion! I was watching something last night that had quite a lot of views, but uh, <clears throat> that's for Sports Bar only, that one. Do you know what? I, I, I never get starstruck by um, fellow musicians or, or artists, but, but when it comes to sports, man, I've always been a big sports fan since I was a kid, so, like, for example, yourselves, like, you know, I'd love to, I'd love to play other. I'd, I'd love to meet or, or play other other sports people. I remember when I saw Frank Lampard. Yeah, I freaked out. So I'd, yeah, I'd love to play play with some more footballers or, uh-huh. or, or or boxers or whatever. That'd be cool. Time now to check in with the Drive Time boys. This is the Times Sports correspondent Matt Lawton with news on Phil Neville, the England women's manager. As I understand it, I think Phil was keen to do the Olympics this summer and then push on and do the, the you know, the European Championships on home soil in 2021. But the coronavirus crisis has completely thrown the whole schedule out of kilter and um, suddenly left them with a decision to make. And his current contract, which I think he was always keen to honour, um, uh, runs out in July 2021. Uh, and it actually runs out before the Olympics is, is scheduled is now scheduled to take place. The Olympics doesn't start till the 23rd of July, 2021. That's assuming it does start by 2021. Let's hope it does. Um, so yeah, so I think the FA have been in talks with him over the last few weeks, and as we sort of the story we broke this afternoon on on Times Online. Um, they're going to announce tomorrow that he's not extending his stay with the FA. And last but by no means least, it was one hell of a sports bar last night. Me and him and you and lots of people phoning up. Very funny stuff, even if I do say so myself. How do you know that? You recording this before the show? Yeah, actually, you got a very good point. It might have been rubbish. I remember when I stayed at that Guadalupe Hotel, we had a game of football one afternoon. You know, like, they'd open up one of the tennis courts and they go, anyone want to play? They'd come round while you sit by the... And so we, we, the group, my, like, group of lads, I was about five or six of us, and we went there, and it turned out, it was a five-a-side match, it turned out there was about seven or eight English lads and yeah. about seven or eight Italians. We decided to play England v Italy. What was barking about it was that the Italians were really stylish. It, this is even in the five-a-side game on this tennis court. They were really stylish playing out from the back. And we were just like absolute idiots and lumping the ball forward and going in for crazy challenges, yeah, swearing. Yeah, there was yeah. no deal. Whatever level you play at, the Italians were always classy and brilliantly defensively. I think we won, actually. That's a great... I played against the, at the Waiters Now Hotel. So when I was a kid... <laughs> what, while they were serving? We were out in, out in Spain. We were out in Magaluf, actually. You mentioned that. Yeah. And the Waiters... And there was a, I'll never forget him. A left back. I mean, a really good player. Really yeah. good. I mean, you can clearly see he played at a level, but he was, I mean, he would leave his foot in. So in the end, I had enough of him. And I was, so I went through it. And that, it was an almost, honestly, it, it absolutely kicked off. It, it was on a cinder court to differentiate the team. It was skins 
against tops. They had skins, and his back, as he's gone down, oh, his back. No. Oh, and it, honestly, it, it, oh, Joe, that could be a great topic, or people phone why up. Don't, why don't we do that? Plan, that's a great thing. Football do, matches on holiday. Football oh, matches on holiday. Brilliant. I'll tell brilliant. you why we do that. Yes. We do that yeah. for two reasons. One, it'd be great. Yeah. And two, I yeah, don't think your topic's going to fly tonight, right? Well, that's it for another podcasting thing. You can download this wherever you want to download it from. And if that place hasn't got it, then don't go there anymore. Only go to the downloadable places where you can get it, is my advice. Acast, what was on Apple Podcast, is where you could go if you wanted to. And that's it. I'm back tonight for more of the same. That's 10pm for the Sports Bar, the last one of the week as well, with old uh, Moonface funboy Jason Cunney. So make sure you join us for that. In the meantime, keep your distance, stay at home, wash your hands, And above all, gang, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50-80% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.